everyone, you're listening to the Jersey Church Podcast, where we give practical tips to equip people to care and connect others to Christ. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us in this podcast. We are still um, podcasting from our home offices. And Todd, I don't know about you, but uh, a calendar used to be... um, kind of optional. I could keep everything in my head, but now it's becoming necessary because I can't even keep track of what day it is. So all the days kind of fold together and I got to check my calendar, make sure I'm not missing anything or, or that I'm not, you know, uh, thinking Monday is Sunday or Friday is Thursday. So what about you? Oh, that is so true. Yeah, it is. And the time I, I would have thought, I would have guessed prior to this, that the days would have gone by slower, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it is about this um, this new routine that we've uh, we've encountered. I mean, it, it's like the days go by faster. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they go by faster, and you get to the end of the day, and you go, "Did did I do anything today?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and you know, obviously, with uh, people interrupting us and and us trying to get Zoom meetings to work and everything mm-hmm. like that, it's interesting. But but hey, that's what we wanted to do for this uh, podcast. We wanted to talk about. How, we're, how it's affecting us, some of the things we're learning. And, uh, and so, Todd, I'll let you go first. What are some of the things you've been learning uh, from the podcast? All right. Well, I, I think for starters, I, I've really learned that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy time with, uh, with our family. I mean, extra time with Julie and the kids has been uh, just a true blessing. However, I have realized that uh, I don't enjoy extra time with our pets, not so much. <laughs> You know, I'm not sure quite why that is. Uh, you know, we have three and one for each kid. And what you do for your kids, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. when you're not as excited about them. But uh, but other than that, seriously, you know, I've been surprised how many times the Lord has actually taken me back to the scripture I preached from a few weeks ago out of uh, Matthew 16 and, and really specifically verses 23 and 24. And you know, I think historically, I've always honed in on, you know, Jesus telling his disciples that, all right, if anyone wants to come after me, they must deny themselves and take up uh, his cross daily and follow him and just, you know, having a passion for uh, disciple making and, and that is really where my attention has traditionally always gone. And, you know, as I've tried to live this out, you know, live that particular verse out through the quarantine, I and I've had some good days, but certainly uh, have had some not so good days as well. And and I think in those moments, the you know what the Lord's reminded me of is what comes right before that in verse twenty three, and that's really become uh, just as important uh, in all of this. You know, before that, he he tells Peter that you know the reason he was in one moment able to clearly confess Jesus as the Christ, the son of the living God. And then the next moment we see him just a couple, a few verses later, you know, getting it wrong about Jesus predicting really for the first time that we see in the gospels, you know, his, his death and his resurrection, you know, that was, you know, the reason he just, uh, you know, saw those two scenarios so completely different. It says that he was not setting his mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really been that principle, you know, not setting my mind on the things of God, but the things of man that has played out uh, 
in in multiple ways. You know, really throughout uh, the last month or so. I, for example, I've and I've never been a uh, a big journaler. You know, I normally describe it as drawing the high points and the low points every every uh, once in a blue moon. But uh, you know, I've really tried to journal every day through this, just to you know, rem, as a reminder. Okay. What it felt like to to go through it, and and also, you know how the Lord was faithful uh, in all of this. And you know, one of the things I've written about is equating this season as a uh, almost like a war in in a sense, where you know we see medical professionals being called to the front lines, and 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 then I compare what's happening there, and you know certainly you know praying for them and those that have been exposed, but uh, you know then contrasting that with where I sit and it's almost like, you know, I've been assigned to this station, you know, quite a ways away from the front line, mm. you know, and now on one hand, I've, I've been thankful that, you know, the desire to rush the front lines is well up within me. I think unless we're faced with a scenario like that, we never know, okay, you know, I'm going to be one of those that has a desire to, you know, run the front or uh, just be content, with, you know, where I am. And, but sadly, it's it's left me frustrated more oftentimes than not because I've just been wrestling with this <clears throat> recurring theme over the last month or so of, of thoughts that I'm not doing enough, mm. you know. And and really, it's just come from comparing uh, what potentially could be happening on the front lines compared to what I'm experiencing now, and almost feeling guilty in some ways, in terms of you know just how blessed we have been through this. So, uh, so my encouragement would be when you find yourself, you know, frustrated by the work that you've been given to do by the Lord, or when you become frustrated by, you know, maybe what others are doing or not doing around you is, uh, is come back to that, uh, that principle of setting our minds on the things of God, not on the things of man. Because I, I think when we don't, you know, you won't be able to deny yourself and to take up uh, his cross daily and to follow him because, you know, we're just too consumed by what others are doing and yeah. what we may or may not be doing. So, uh, so again, that, that's played itself out in, in a variety of different ways. This is just one example of, you know, some of the things that, uh, that I've been wrestling with and the Lord's been teaching me through this season. So, so how about you, Matt? Yeah, you know, it's funny because <laughs> I think it's the same. I'm going to tell the same story with different words. Uh, okay. You know, of just, hmm. uh, I think what I found is how sneaky my flesh can be, meaning my, the things within me that push against um, who, who God is and uh, push against him living inside me. And, and so I feel like this time for me has been a journey of my heart and my soul inward um, mm -hmm. because, you know, I find myself cut off from any activity well, I shouldn't say any little activity. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I find myself al uh, alone uh, a lot more. Um, you know, and I, I find myself, um, you know, trying to regain my footing on what's it mean to be a, a pastor um, when I can't be in the presence of people. And and obviously, you know, there are some there's some basic things of figuring out like calling people, doing Zoom meetings. You know, um, I've been doing some Facebook Live uh, teaching and you know, and things like that. Like there's some basics like that. And like you said, Todd, praying for people, but, but there's a lot of time for me to be left alone with my thoughts. Um, and I found that in solitude, you know, in that solitude, in that silence, I, I have, uh, my first two instincts are usually to, to run, 
my first one is to to run back to activity, to bury myself in something that keeps me moving and, and keeps me from thinking. Um, because the the silence, um, you know, I've, I never really understood that phrase. Silence is deafening until uh, until I you know I have experienced it now, and uh, even to the point where my body just doesn't feel right if I'm not doing something. Um, but I've been having to stop because there are times where I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do this task, you know, because right now, because everything's so different and, and that, that's been hard on me. Um, and, uh, and so, but then it's funny, the second instinct I have is once I work through that first one, I'm going, okay, but you know, God's still in control and, and he's going to show me what I need to, like you, you remain in the silence. My, my second instinct is to run again, because usually in the silence, my, my own sinful nature comes up, you know, I begin to see uh, the junk that I struggle with. And some of it's a surprise to me. Some of it I didn't even know was there. And, and so mm. I feel like this, this time has been a, a journey inward for me of going, okay, God, you know, how do I, how do I pastor? And, and really how he answered that prayer was not giving me answers to tasks, but answers to uh, who I am. Mm. And he was saying, no matter if you're going to pastor, here are the areas I want you to draw closer to me in. Uh, and I've equated it to, uh, I love this story from Martin Luther. Um, Martin Luther had often had uh, interactions with the devil um, where he, he talked about these, these nighttime arguments. And one time the devil says, you know, Martin, you're a, you're a liar, you're greedy, you're lecherous, you're a blasphemer, you're a hypocrite, you cannot stand before God. And, and, uh, and he just continues to accuse, to which Martin Luther just replies, yeah, I am. And actually, you've left out a lot. And, mm. and that's been mm -hmm. the, the quote that came to my mind of, you know, as my flesh and the evil one kind of show me how bad I really am, um, I turn uh, to God and, and I look and I said, yeah, they're right. I'm so bad. But then Martin Luther ends his quote saying, um, my Savior has died for all my sins. Those you mentioned and those, uh, you know, I, I could even add. And, uh, and so that's been a good reminder of me that uh, our grace is not based upon our works but it's yes. based upon God's love for us. Um, and so the verse for me has uh, been uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 10. It says, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. You know, and that just reminds me that no matter where I'm at, no matter what I'm doing, it's only by the grace of God that I exist, that I'm here. Um, and his grace was not in vain, meaning I know I'm going to be saved. I know the work that he has done in my life was true. And, uh, and even though my flesh accuses me all the time. Um, so it's been interesting to, you know, I hope that as I continue to sit here, God continues to teach me more and, uh, and really that I become a better pastor because I'm drawing closer to him. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, yeah, it's interesting. Never would have thought that was, would have been the case during this time. <laughs> so Yeah. But. Yeah. Now I think it's similar in the sense of <clears throat> until you're faced with something like this, that, you know, you and I and, and really all of us have never faced before, you know, quite like this in our lifetime. Yeah. What, what is going to become of that? Right. And, and it, I think it's one thing for, for us to learn it uh, personally and just how much that uh, continues to deepen our, as you said, deepen our relationship with Christ. Uh, but also what it means to uh, share that, you know, and whatever would be the appropriate way with, with other people. You know, and, and right. just yeah. how that um, collectively builds our faith as well. You know, just just sitting here, uh, not face to face, uh, but mm -hmm. through a computer screen, you right. know, listening right. to to you. I mean, it, it it's an encouragement to to me to mm -hmm. 
keep you know chasing after Christ and 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 then I wonder too um, you know how much more this could uh, this could help all of us you know mm-hmm. um, we'd love to hear in fact we'd love to hear what you know God's teaching you through this oh yes you know? definitely and you know certainly feel free to email us at podcast at jerseychurch.org and and we'd uh, uh, I think it would be an encouragement to all of us just to hear what uh, what God's teaching uh, you and how that might benefit uh, other people. And mm-hmm. and that's what we thought we would spend the the second half of the podcast on as well. I, I think you know it's been what we've learned from the Lord, uh, straight from Him and and through His Word, and and also what we've learned from others. And you know, um, a good friend of mine, he's. Uh, really just done a, um, been a huge help in my life as, as a discipler and, and uh, for me. And he sent me an article from Dr. Henry Cloud that provided a, a framework for times like this. Uh, and it's based on how we've been designed by God. And, and, you know, as Matt and I were talking about, okay, what practical advice could we give, uh, give others? Once we saw this, uh, this outline from, mm-hmm. from this article, not that we're going to go through it verbatim, but uh, it it really provided a helpful framework that you know we couldn't get away from it. Just the the five points that he brings up, the five areas, uh, were just uh, so spot on that we thought we would take um, take this episode and uh, a few future episodes to uh, to really delve into these uh, these different areas a little bit more. So this is going to be almost like a bonus within a bonus, you know, you we're go. in these bonus episodes. <laughs> and so this will be part one of, uh, we're bonus suspecting bonus. maybe, exactly. So uh, of maybe uh, two or three additional episodes as well. So so the first area that we're designed for relation, uh, that we're going to be talking about is uh, the fact that we're designed for relationships. You know, obviously with the f- primary relationship being with our Heavenly Father, uh, but then relationships with, uh, with other people. And that's how he has created us. And, yeah. and what times like this have, uh, have done to, uh, to disrupt that uh, and what can we learn from those? So, you know, Matt, you were talking uh, when we were um, discussing, you know, potential topics about, you know, the, the heart aspect of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny. Um, the more people I meet with and ask them, you know, what's the toughest thing through the quarantine? You know, what are you, what are you struggling with the most? You know, what can I be praying for? And nobody's really afraid. I mean, there are some people afraid of getting the you know, the COVID nineteen, which uh, I think is right. But uh, most people are just uh, lamenting the loss of personal connection. Hmm. And so I just, uh, you know, and so I'm, I'm talking to people like that. And then we look at this outline and it said, we're designed for relationship. And it was just such a good reminder because like Todd said, you know, we're designed to be a relationship with Christ and with each other. And, and I have found that in relationship, uh, we often find a freedom that, that comes from, you know, just being able to speak what's in your heart, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, and not just a, not just connection in the sense of like, we're all in the same room, you know, we all, you know, like the same sports team, or we all like the same uh, activity, but we're in a room where we have people who, who know us um, mm-hmm. and who know what we struggle with and know what we um, are hurting in. And, and there's freedom in that because you, because you can sit back and go, man, those people know quite a lot about me and they've not run, you know, they've not mm-hmm. judged me. 
but mm-hmm. they've they've prayed for me and they've encouraged me. Um, and I think right now we're we're missing that because uh, we're designed for it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I think the other part of that is is uh, people in our lives are the people who challenge us and say, "Hey, are you are you doing okay?" or or "Hey, I don't know if that was the the right thing to do. Can we talk about that?" And and I think um, you know both the, both those hard admitting to people what you're struggling with and mm-hmm. letting somebody speak into your life telling you, you might have done something wrong. Both those take a lot of courage to let happen. Um, but we're designed for it. And when we mm-hmm. when we truly step into it, there's a freedom there that um, that's really beautiful. And mm-hmm. and the devil wants us to not step into that. He wants mm-hmm. us to to stay within the the isolation because then the only voice that we're hearing would be his. Well, and mm-hmm. that's not. I mean, we hear God's voice, but um, you know. But when we stay in isolation, um, you know, we hear the the internal flesh crying out, and we hear the devil uh, just kind of hammering us. But when we have other believers around us, that's one way God uses uh, to speak to us. Um, yeah. So I just. You know, it, we're going to talk about it a little bit here, but we we don't want to overlook. It's not just that we're missing isolate, or it's not that we're just missing people. We're missing something greater than that. Mm-hmm. And I think the quarantine has brought that to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not that it, it's we are missing friends, but if we really look deep inside, we're we're missing people to share life with, and for mm-hmm. people to tell us it's going to be okay, and for people to tell us, yeah, you messed up, but I still love you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this time it could be a good time to evaluate what community looks like. So when we come out of the, the virus, we, we step into a stronger, uh, form of community as opposed to just maybe a, a surface um, Yes. Yeah. So I don't know, just some of my thoughts, but you know, but I guess practically though, Todd, what are some of the you know things that we were talking about the other day? Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that, uh, that he, he brought out was to, uh, to, to have empathy, and mm. uh, Matt said, uh, "Okay, why don't you why don't you take these first couple um, uh, practical pieces of advice, and I'll I'll take the second two. And and I said, "Well, well, that's good, except that uh, I am horrendous when it comes to empathy." And uh, <laughs> it reminded me the first thing that came to mind when I thought about even just the word was this is years ago. Abby was fairly young, so it was sort of uh, interesting for her that's our oldest. Uh, she's 21 now, but uh, oh, she's probably maybe not even a teenager uh, or just early teens. And Jewel and I had had a, um, a discussion about something that didn't go the best or the smoothest. And mm-hmm. and uh, so, and Abby overheard a little bit of it, and she uh, she pulls me over. She says, hey, Dad, come here, come here. I said, what, uh, what's that? And she said, Dad lead with empathy, lead with empathy, you know, and I'm, I'm standing there going, what, I, <laughs> uh, what, are, what are you even talking about, you know, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, oh my gosh, here I am getting my, uh, getting advice from my, my preteen here, you know, yeah, but yeah. she was so right, you know, mm-hmm. I had uh, skipped right over it, so, you know, when we, we do talk to people, when we, um, we are interacting, whether that is people that we haven't been interacting with much, you know, getting to know, you know, I think we've probably all talked more to our neighbors mm-hmm. through this uh, than, uh, than maybe we ever have before, right. you know, because of uh, so many people being out and about and sort of being starved for, uh, for conversation and, and certainly keeping our distance. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so just having empathy with uh, people that you don't know as well, but also those that you do you know, as they're sharing about their experiences of what they're learning and, 
uh, you know, the good moments they've had and the not so good moments is to, is to start with empathy. And this has given us all common ground uh, to work from. And mm-hmm. so that was, that was number one. And number two was to communicate often. You know, I think with uh, us being cut off from seeing each other face to face, it could uh, easily lead to isolation. Uh, But, you know, if the Lord brings someone to mind, you know, give them a call. Yeah. Uh, And it has been interesting how many ways that uh, I can potentially put this off. You know, it's going to come across like I'm just doing this because of the virus. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I haven't talked to this person for a while. And, and, uh, but, I've been blown away every call I've made, uh, no matter what I would have thought on the front end it was going to be like, it, every one of them has wound up to be uh, extremely meaningful for different ways. Yep. You know, yeah. just, just the thought that someone would call. Uh, and then in return, what they shared about, um, you know, what they're going through and, and different. I mean, I've learned things about people through this that I would have probably never learned, you know, had this not happened. Uh, and, um, and not, you know, reaching out with a phone call or a text or, or, uh, you know, zoom meetings and things along those lines. So, so, um, don't allow the being cut off from face to face to lead to a lack of communication as you know, Matt, as you alluded to, what if we came out of this stronger mm-hmm. because we recognize that and we're being that much more intentional to reach out to people. So yeah. no, it's, it's interesting you say that because uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's everybody I've talked to, even the people that are always difficult to talk to or the people that, uh, maybe never answer my phone calls. Everybody is picking up right now. Everybody's yeah, picking up. Right. And, and mm-hmm. sometimes they, they just genuinely want to talk. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I think it's, I think it's good. And in those conversations, um, I think this is a time to be bold and mm-hmm. to ask people, um, you know, how they're processing it, you know, how mm-hmm. they're doing. You know, I was having a conversation with my neighbors the other day and, and I kind of kicked myself because uh, they're neighbors where oh, they're always so friendly. They're so nice. Um, but he works nights. And so sometimes it's tough to talk with him because, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's, he's up during the day and he's already worked a full night and he's just trying to hang out with his family. And, and so I try not to get into his way, but man, he was so talkative and I mm-hmm. wish I would have asked and just said, Hey, what's been the toughest thing for you? You know, mm-hmm. what's been the hardest thing? I mean, besides the fact that this guy's a nurse, like he's a night nurse. So, uh, so I mean, it's, you know, but just making that connection because he was so talkative um, and, and so I think that would be some advice that I would give of, uh, you know, process with people, how it's affecting them and, mm-hmm. and don't be afraid of, of being too bold in this point, because I think people are, are, are okay with it because they're just, yeah. they just want that interaction. So don't be afraid of getting personal. Um, you know, I mean, obviously we don't ask for social security numbers, but <laughs> you know, it's like, but you know, ask them like, Hey, how are you processing this? And then another piece of advice would be, um, uh, sharing coping mechanisms, right? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, so what are some things you're doing to get you through this and be sane? I mean, for mm-hmm. us, a lot mm-hmm. of it's asking other parents, you know, what are you doing with your kids right now? Um, because nobody has great answers. Um, but we all have little tidbits that we found that have worked and, um, you know, and, and, yeah. And so, you know, what's it, what's it look like to cope? Uh, um, you know, I was outside the other day and I've watched that, um, you know, some parents are okay with their kids running around outside with other kids. 
some parents you watch them they're never on the front porch watching their kids and now they're like on the front porch going no you need to stay in the driveway and 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 that's just everybody's coping different and so yeah uh, you know what's it look like to um to cope and, and when you find something good share it and maybe that's what you know if you found something good email it into us um yeah you know, like, like todd was saying you know something you've learned or something you know, you've learned about coping with this. Um, we'd love to hear it and we can share it with others. So yeah. uh, just a couple of pieces of advice that I was thinking of. No, both, uh, I think spot on. And, and, um, you know, with that, we, you know, we've really wanted to provide a, uh, a broad way for people to, uh, to help as much as possible in overcoming this loss of connection you know, with the, with the virus being uh, such a great reminder that we were designed for a relationship, um, you know, we've been thinking and praying about, okay, how, how can we help uh, our church body and, and, uh, and those beyond? And, and so we have um, uh, really wanting to highlight our next sermon series and an online study of Mark's gospel uh, in the coming weeks. And so want to pose the question to, to each of you, you know, who do you know that would be open to doing an online study of the gospel of Mark with you? You know, and this could take you back to uh, your one, you know, or maybe it's your family or maybe it's a few friends from Jersey that, you know, uh, just attend worship, but have never been uh, a part of a small group before. And I think one of our hopes and prayers in this through this is that people would recognize uh, that a we are designed for relationships and the value of biblical community, and since that's been taken away from uh, you know with corporate worship being together, um, you know there could be people that you would have never thought would have accepted an invitation to your current small group or maybe a uh, a new small group that you start they would have never. Ex- taken advantage of that uh, invitation, but, you know, maybe this is the time that uh, the Lord's uh, sort of opened our eyes to the, the value of it. Maybe it's even a few neighbors. Mm. And so uh, it could be a few people that you've connected with online, you know, through, uh, through our battle with, uh, you know, with the coronavirus. So whoever it is, we really have everything you would need to get started. Uh, so, um, Definitely email us at, uh, it could be at podcast at jerseychurch.org or, or grow at jerseychurch.org and, and we will provide um, everything for you to get started. And so we'd love to see that one of the outcomes of this is people that are in biblical community uh, recognizing that much more the value of relationships and in some ways, potentially those relationships have been deepened because of this, but those that have... <clears throat> never seen the value before, uh, just as we've said, people are so open to talking, you know, could this be the season that uh, they take that step of faith maybe for the first time? So uh, so in closing, just wanted to to highlight that as one of the, the key initiatives uh, over the next couple of weeks. That sermon series will start um, this coming Sunday with an introduction to the book of Mark. So the nice thing about that is uh, we're not starting chapter one for a couple weeks. So that gives you a little bit uh, of time to uh, extend some invitations, start praying about uh, who that uh, that person or a few people might be uh, to do this uh, study with you. And 
you know, in closing, just wrapping up, uh, you know, just appreciated hearing Matt's story and, and uh, he better say the same thing in return for mine. And then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and the, uh, the uh, you know, just these points about us being designed for uh, relationships with uh, with the Lord as well as with one another. And that practical advice of having empathy, uh, communicating often with those the Lord brings to mind uh, to do so, uh, processing with people how it's affecting them and not afraid to get it personal, uh, more personal than what you would have maybe ordinarily, and then to share it with each other, just affecting uh, effective coping mechanisms that uh, that have been brought up to you. So, so that uh, sums up our, we went a few minutes over today, but hopefully it will be well worth your listening time. So. But thanks for being with us again. We look forward to uh, being back with you next time. All right. Take care, everybody.